Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. The DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. Okay, so welcome everyone. This is the DBN Long Table on the DBN Network. I'm your host today. I'm fourth on the forum and here with me is uh, Chris, also known as Gene and Tonic. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, before we get to uh, the game, I just wanted to address something that's been said on the forum way, way back by one of our members. Uh, he commented on us not using our real names, but our forum monikers, and says the reason why we are doing it this way is because it's just more convenient to say it this way. Uh, uh, plus my name is kind of awkward to say for the others so in my case fourth is just the best way to go plus we also plus we use Chris's name instead of gin and tonic so we that's the reason why we don't go you know we don't go easy we don't call easy Joe I don't know why because anyway it's just it's just for convenience sake so uh, today we are going to talk about, again, the upcoming game on Sunday against the Raiders. And um, I don't know about you, Chris, but I watched uh, their previous three games. And they aren't as bad as I thought that they were before I watched the games. They certainly aren't a very good team, but... Um, Especially in the first half of games, they've been doing a lot of damage. Even to, I think they, if I remember right, they even led the Rams yep. in the first half. So, so have you have you watched the games? I've seen plenty of of the actual games. Um, most of the time, they play the afternoon game. So I've watched the Browns, and then I've caught most of their games on Red Zone, or uh, you know I've seen the highlights. So I've had an opportunity to see enough of the Raiders to know a little bit about them. Um, I've also kind of dove into the stats um, and gotten a, a pretty good idea of what kind of team they are. Um, I'll, I'll agree with you. I don't think they're quite as bad as an 0-3 team is. <clears throat> but at the same point, I don't think we're as you know. I don't think we're you know. I don't think our record reflects how good we are either. Um, True. So I mean, you know, you could take that whole Parcells. You know, you are what your record says you are, moniker. But uh, at the same point, um, it's still very early in the season, and, and uh, it's tough to tell exactly how good or bad teams are. Um, but there are things that you can notice by watching and looking a little bit deeper into the numbers about teams like the Raiders. Now, they're 0-3, in my opinion, for a reason. Um, they don't do two things well. They, they don't particularly protect their quarterback well. Uh, and 
basically on the other side of the ball, they don't rush the quarterback well at all. Um, they, they have, have nine six. Yeah, they have 19 quarterback pressures in three games. Uh, meanwhile, a guy that they just traded has 20 quarterback pressures in three games. So they are, uh, as a team, doing less than uh, Khalil Mack has done for the Bears in the same amount of time. They're just not a uh, they're not a pass rush team. Uh, they also don't turn they don't force turnovers, and they are uh, currently minus four, I believe, in turnover differential. Yeah, uh, so. When I look at the when I look at the, those two things, the, the the inability to rush the passer and the um, and the inability to protect the passer, uh, combined with the you know the you know the excess turnovers and the inability to force turnovers, I'd say that this is kind of a bad matchup. We're a bad matchup for them right now. Um, I think we lead the league in turnover differential. Uh, I think we're in the top half of the league in quarterback pressures, if not higher. And uh, we've done a pretty good job protecting the quarterback, although I don't think the numbers translate as well because Tyrod has taken a lot of sacks, but most of those are, I think, on him than, than, than would be on uh, the actual protection of the quarterback, specifically after week one, where I think we just really struggled for – uh, a number of reasons. Uh, rookie out there at left tackle, first game against Pittsburgh. You know, there was, I think, a few a few issues there. But uh, all that aside, I still think that we are a, you know, this is a favorable matchup for us. Um, the spread doesn't necessarily reflect that. I mean, I think if this game was played week one, we might be a eight or nine point underdog. Um, right now, we're a one and a half point underdog. Um, so you can tell that uh, right now the, the the betters think that we are a significantly better team than we were a few weeks ago, and the Raiders are a significantly worse team than betters thought a few weeks ago. Um, I'm with you on the sense that they play really well in the first half. Um, They've, they've had the lead, I think, in all three games. Um, and I don't know if it's a coaching thing or just a talent thing where eventually they just get out. You know, they just they don't have the ability to stay with teams in games. But uh, I do think that uh, first half is, is key to us. If we can keep it close in the first half on the road in a pretty hostile environment, even though I don't necessarily know how hostile Oakland is anymore with the whole move coming up. Uh, that would say a lot about us. Um, what are your thoughts on this being a road game, uh, playing Oakland in Oakland, uh, and being Baker's first start? Well, I think it's uh, it's going to be uh, not not the best environment for for the first start, but uh, also not the worst because. I don't know. It's just uh, Baker seems like a guy. I read it. Read about this once. Uh, I think in a New York Times article that there are two types of people when it comes to pressure, and there are uh, one type uh, crumbles under pressure, uh, but does well, you know, pre uh, prior to pressure. So they would be the guys who look great. Uh, when, when we translate this, there will be guys who do great during uh, training, during practice, but they suck during the actual game. And um, the other type wouldn't play quite as good during practice, but the pressure brings out the best of them. And I think Baker is more of this latter type. I think uh, if you increase 
the pressure he increases the performance so I, I still expect uh, a good performance out of him yeah rise to the occasion kind of guy yeah I definitely yeah, agree the my, my only concern is that um, um, our coaches had more time with him right now as, as because Taylor has not been as bad as he has been here with the with with the bills so I don't know what we did to him maybe the pressure of, of the number one pick uh, gnawing at his heels was what caused him to be even worse than he was previously but I'm kind of afraid that this is a place where quarterbacks come to die in, in a way I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spooked because I, I just remember, I know that they weren't very good quarterbacks, but the way Kessler regressed under Hugh, and I know Haley is here, but um, I don't know, I'm just, um, I'm still a bit... You think uh, the coaching could have a, a negative impact on a guy like Mayfield? I I, 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 I don't necessarily think, I'm worried yeah, you're. I mean, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think to me, the bigger issue um, when it came to Taylor was. I, I agree with you. I think he's the kind of guy that, you know, like he's fought very hard to get a starting job in the NFL, and um, he kind of knew that it was going to be taken away from him at some point, probably here uh, this year. Um, I think he he was on his heels a lot. Uh, I think the first game of the season didn't help him. He didn't have quite the protection that he wanted. Um, and I think guys, you know, put, he was in a bad spot. for. I'm, I won't say it was strictly his fault, but I don't think he played well. Um, he had guys drop balls. Uh, Najoku notoriously dropped a couple of really big passes. Um, but I think at the same point, he, has, he, wasn't, he wasn't quite as good as he had been in the past. I think... That little, you know, that that little feeling that somebody was gonna, somebody was right on his heels. It it does tell you. I mean, if you watch him play, you know that he he does tense up in tight situations. This is kind of why he doesn't throw the ball well against man coverage because that's where you have to be at your best. Um, you know, there. It I I definitely think you're right. Uh, that that Mayfield being on the team and playing as well as he did in the preseason and knowing the book very well, right off the playbook well, right off the bat, and um, being the first pick in the draft, put Tyrod Taylor on his heels, and I don't think he ever recovered from that. Um, and I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's a knock on him per se. I think it's just that's his character, and, and it, it's it's not easy to, you know, to fight really hard for something like he did and then, you know, know that it's going to be taken away from you at some point soon. And you're just, right. you know, I mean, I mean, you are still kind of fighting for your future because even if you know that uh, your days are numbered because the number one pick is eventually going to play, even if not this year, but next year, you're gone. Yeah. Quite probably. So you're playing for your future because you kind of have to show um, it's it's sort of like a test for your future job, kind of a. It's not yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's the best word for it. So probably the nerves were a bit too much, and um, I guess I shouldn't have blamed the coaches. I'm just 
almost no, I, I know, I know, reflexively, reflexively, but, but um, I don't know. I, I think uh, something could have been done to kind of make him better, but at the same time, I'm also glad that it all happened this way because I mean, it it was almost perfect because you could see the enormous difference between the way the offense is played uh, when the two players were on. So, um, uh, you know, you couldn't blame it on anything else but uh, Taylor. Correct. I agree. So, um, uh, let's go and um, let's go and uh, look at uh, the uh, individual units of the Raiders. Okay. See how see how we match up. So I think we should start with the special teams. Get that out of the way. Uh, I, I, I have been quite vocal about my displeasure with uh, um, Amos Jones. I hated the hire as soon as we made it, but uh, we haven't been uh, as much of a tragedy at special teams during the last game. So I'm kind of um, kind of hopeful that we can keep this up and not make any huge blunders. And the, uh, the Raiders special teams unit is not, isn't anything special. So uh, I see the pun there. Yeah, no, they're, they're, you know, I'd say a bottom third team based off of what I'm, you know, what I've been looking at on, on football outsiders. Um, Plus, they have a new kicker that's that has, hasn't kicked for them in a game yet because I think their kicker got injured last game. Yeah. Um, I will say about our kicking game is that uh, I was a little leery. Uh, we had a couple of leakers last week that, you know, you just can't comfortably kick the ball the way we kicked the ball last week and, and expect – uh, good results. On a, uh, I know we talked about it on our on our Saturday show last week, basically after the game. Um, but you know, kicking is going to be vital. Um, you know, we can't we can't afford to be giving away uh, points on extra points and uh, short field goals. Um, you know, I I still have. I, I still have a feeling. I mean, if you go to Football Outsiders, we're um, we are in dead last when it comes to overall special teams ranking. Uh, which is, you know, it's tough to tough to win games when you know feel you know when you're constantly giving up field position, when you're constantly giving up um, a couple of points a game based off of missed kicks. Um, I will say that our punting has been excellent um, pretty much all season. So it really, is the kicking game and and the return game that has to step up. Yeah. Um... Peppers is is the uh, returner, and he hasn't quite worked out the way I, I think people imagined. Because you know he's he's just nothing special, and he made a couple of bad decisions. Uh, fair catch a couple of weeks ago. That was a, I mean that was a rough one. He did make one nice punt return where he, he ran up to the ball, caught it on basically a full a full you know. A full sprint, caught the ball and picked up an extra like seven or eight yards. Um, you know, I'm not expecting a guy who's going to break one every two or three weeks. I just want something a little consistent out of the return game. And I'm not honestly, punt returns aren't something that I, I base, you know, 
value of a guy on. I mean, if you have a guy who's all world punt returner, it's, it, you know, he can alter a game. Um, but the, to me, it's more, it is more the kicking and the, and the field position game. You know, we can't give up big chunks of yards like we did in the Saints game on returns. Um, we need to make our kicks, you know, so this is, you know, I, you know, yeah, Zane, I mean, our, our gunner has been missing hits, tackles, uh, quite badly. Uh, Denzel Rice, I think, 37. Uh, that's an issue. Uh, we talked about uh, our kicker uh, the last time and um, how the way he kicks, at least in my opinion, uh, the way he uh, uses his feet, or I should say foot because he always kicks with the right foot. But um, um, I think that can be worked on, so I hope uh, they've been working on that because um, as far as kickoffs go, I don't think we have to worry about that because he just kicks those uh, right out of the field. Yeah. So he's got a huge leg. He, as he if he gets control, then we 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 got a, ourselves a good kicker for the long haul. I think accuracy is more important than that. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, true. I mean, I, true. I, but um, at the same time, uh, the way he kicks, I don't think we have to worry about extra points and uh, uh, short field goals. I mean, uh, as, there were a couple he, uncomfortable moments the other night, man. He true, true. But um, but um, uh, the way he uses his foot, I don't think that's going to be a problem. As soon as we get mid to mid range, there's going to be a problem. I think. Um, the you know the uh, Premier League uh, soccer team Arsenal. You've heard about them, right? Sure. Um, I don't know much about soccer, but go ahead. Uh, they just uh, put out uh, kind of a compilation video on uh, on one of my favorite players back when I was watching soccer. Uh, gosh, my favorite player, and uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway. <laughs> He was a he was a Dutch player, and he had a, a fantastic goal against Newcastle. And I just can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, they just put out a video like the ten best moments of not Beckenbauer, but something similar. Anyway, if you watch that that uh, video, you can see the way he he bends his foot up to the outside. To better control the ball, and it's and it's great the way they slow it down. He he was a fantastic uh, kicker, and you know I mean that's where the uh, kicking comes from. By the way, you guys are welcome, Hungarian guy Pete Gogolek, uh, who started kicking that way. So um, anyway, so if you guys watch that video, if you can find it, that's the way. Uh, our guy Greg should kick, or at least side of the foot. Yeah, but more than he does, at least in my opinion, because you know, I mean, I mean, this is uh, kind of different. But at the same time, every, every time I, I watch kickers kick, it's it's kind of the same movement. It's just that um, um, it's more difficult because of the shape of the ball. Anyway, let's move on to the Raiders defense. Uh, we mentioned earlier that they had three sacks, one of them by Hurst. I'm glad that he's doing sort of okay-ish. 
because uh, you know it, it sucks to have your career over because before you even started due to a medical issue. So sure. I'm glad that he's doing okay. I hope he won't do too good against us. Um, they have Irvin. They uh, I don't know if Hall is going to play. Do you remember the guy, PJ Hall? I don't. Uh, I haven't actually seen their their out. I haven't seen the uh, the actual injury report yet. Um, the uh, I, I I sent you a link on Facebook. If you I'll can. take a look to see if I can pull it up now. It's the uh, it's. So I guess when I when what I'm worried about more than anything with with Oakland uh, when it comes to. Uh, defense is that they haven't been putting pressure on us, but they've been pretty decent against the run. Um, now, I'm wondering if that doesn't allow us to set up the play-action game as much as I think that we'd like to use it. Well, um, I think they held uh, Miami to, like, I don't know, 20 yards or something on 15K, so Something ridiculous like that. So they had them in check on the ground. So uh, I guess you're right about that. But um, during the previous two games, I think they allowed um, 200 yard rushers. Or do I remember wrong? So it's. I think it's uh, it's more balanced than uh, than the overall statistics make it out to be. So I don't know. I'm. They they kind of remind me of us in the past year two years. Uh, if 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 you think about it, uh, they they can't really run the ball effectively. We can couldn't really run the ball effectively. Um, they were getting pressured and sacked. We were getting pressured and sacked on offense. Um, they had a number of splash games and they were in. A couple of games at the beginning, the same time, same thing with us. And uh, what else? Uh, their defense can't really generate any pressure. It was the same with us. And we were good against the run. And that's kind of their deal, it seems to be. So, in this way, they, they kind of remind me of uh, the past Browns. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't worry about the defense at all. Uh, they won't be able to uh, stack the box like they like teams used to do it against us for I don't know yeah, the past four, four years. It might be longer than that. Uh, no, I agree. Um, I don't. I don't think that they'll stack the box, but I think that they'll be decent in the run game to begin with. Um, but I think that it really comes down to to uh, throw intermediate routes, um, maybe stretch the field once in a while. Um, that'll open up everything. I think um, I think that's where you'll see Hyde be more effective uh, once we start to throw the ball down the field a little bit, open up everything. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's basically the NFL game plan now is to um, is to you know set the, the run up with the pass. I mean, most teams do it. Um, I think that that's something that we'll probably 
kind of aim for moving forward. Um, I do think we will run the ball, you know, to start the game, but I think that realistically it's more to just say we're going to do it no matter what, you know, and you're going to have to be aware that we are going to run, you know, even if we know that we might not do it as well as we, you know, I, and I, I love that. I mean, I love that attitude. I don't think you can abandon the run no matter what. Um, that's something we've been guilty of quite a bit lately, but, uh, I think that if we can throw the ball, it'll open up, you know, and I, I think we will throw the ball. Well, I think it'll, it'll open up the, the you know, the running game. I, I would really, really, really like to see Chubb get more than two or three carries. Um, I know the issue with his blocking, uh, it's been, you know, it's been, you know, on special teams, on pass protection. But, uh, so, I mean, I guess, you know, if you put him out there, you kind of know he's going to be handed the ball. I have no problem with that. Put him out there and give him the ball. You know, I think he, he's the kind of guy that, you know, he needs the carries. He needs the, he needs the reps. He needs to be out there. Um, and same with Hyde. I'm not knocking Hyde. He had a great game last week. You know, kudos on the, the birth of his son and his birthday. That was, it was just a great all around, uh, night for him. But I, I, you know, I want to see the, those two guys get, you know, a bunch of carries, and I want to see Duke get a couple of carries. Um, I think we need to make more use of those three, uh, you know, specifically um, Duke and uh, Chubb. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, I, I think we should mix uh, the running backs up a bit more, and I understand that uh, why we go with Hyde, uh, why we keep hammering. With him, and, and he is, uh, I would say, a better all-round complete kind of back than the other two right now. Correct. But at at the same time, uh, I think Duke is is one of the best offensive weapons in the league in general. Uh, he he's an elusive runner, and and despite him preferring to play wide receiver, he, he's not running afraid. He makes uh, something out of nothing, oftentimes. Uh, and uh, he may take himself out of the game every now and then, but I have no problem with that. As long as we put him in and give him the ball or throw him the ball or whatever, uh, he should be in, and Chubb is our best runner. So, I think he, I think he should get more than a handful of carries. Leave him in for a series and see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, and and don't take the guy out if he makes one bad block or or if he misses a block. Um, let him, I don't know, give him an, an easier assignment. I, I like uh, something uh, or someone. Coming from the middle, that's kind of a you know you just throw yourself at them, that type of thing. Uh, I think it's easier than on the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, some something easier on 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 a, in terms of blocking assignment. Or just give him the ball every time he's in. Yeah, I mean I I I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that um, you know give him easier blocking assignments. Like they should be working on that nonstop. Yeah. But he did miss. Couple pickup blocks or middle linebackers. He, he he on a blitz in the Pittsburgh game. He pick he you know he let through a free rusher because he thought he was going to pick somebody else up. And um, I'm not you know I I I love the guy. I think he's going to be a great back. Um, but he definitely has to work on his pass protection. I I'm 
I actually think he could be a pretty good receiver out of the backfield because he was a good receiver out of the backfield before um, Michelle got, you know, basically became that back in Georgia. Um, so I don't mind him being involved in the passing game either, and I don't think he necessarily needs to get the ball every time he's in the game, but I think when he's in there, you got to be given – like he's got to be handed the ball. Um, and I think he's got to be in there more than he has been. Um, I think he will probably get more touches as the year goes on, uh, and he gets better at the, the pass protection stuff. I think that obviously it's it's super critical because of all the you know the the looks that a team is going to see um, that you need to have a guy who's in there and he can he can block if necessary. Uh, and maybe I, maybe Coach Miles should get on that too. Yeah. <laughs> Show them, show them uh, this is how you stand when you're going to block, and this is how you're going to stand when you're going to run. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, I think offensively uh, we have an advantage over their defense. Um, they don't pressure the quarterback that well. They don't force turnovers. Um, I'd be worried if we were playing a team that was opportunistic, forced turnovers, hit the quarterback a lot. But these guys haven't done that. Now, you know, they, they played a ball control team in Miami. Um, they played the, probably the best team in the NFL in the Rams. So, I mean, you know, it, some of the numbers are going to be a little bit, you know, deceiving, but at the same point, they haven't forced turnovers. They've been on the field a lot and they haven't, they haven't, you know, they haven't forced the turnovers that they've needed. So, um, and, I think they've, and- I think they've forced one turnover in through three games. I think that's, Pretty telling that you know, if, as long as we you know we don't we're not careless and sloppy with the ball, and uh, Baker makes decent reads all game. We should. This is another game where we should win the turnover battle, and if we win the turnover battle, we should be in every game, if not winning every game. Uh, so I, I like that feel. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a, uh, I would look at this week where our offense has a distinct advantage over their the defense. Um, now, if you want to talk about the other side of the ball, I'm more than happy to, to, to roll on that too. Yeah, sure. I just wanted to uh, say that um, Carr seems to be the, uh, the the weakness they have on offense, at least to me, uh, because, you know, I mean, they have all these offensive weapons, and I know that their line is bad, but they have been, I would say, fairly good at – uh, minimizing uh, that aspect of their team, uh, kind of getting the ball out quick and uh, trying not to expose. I mean, they only have five sacks. I think we have suffered more sacks than them. And, yeah, uh, no, you're right. Um, if you can rattle Carr, then he's going to make mistakes like he did. I mean, he has, what, four or five interceptions? He's got five picks, five picks ready, yeah, and two touchdowns. And he has a couple of really good weapons, I think, especially uh, Cook, who is like a – that dude's a monster. And yeah, he's, I, he's I, an elite tight end. It's so underrated. And I have no idea how he doesn't have a single touchdown yet. At yeah, least I, the last time I looked the stats, he didn't have one. I don't and think I, he has I, one yet. He, he, he got close once, I think. He was ruled down on the uh, on the one yard line, and one touchdown was called back. Maybe or was it Cooks? I don't know. That would have been Cooks, not Cook. <laughs> so I I would say that um, Carr has you know we, 
when he came out in the draft, you know, he was we were all I guess one of the one of the knocks on him would be that he would struggle under pressure like his brother did. Like he did a little bit at Fresno State and um you know, he came in the league and he had a pretty good rookie year and he had a really good second year and he had a MVP caliber, I think, third year. And basically he's he's regressed and struggled the last two years. Um, you know, he's battled injuries. He's tough. He's tough. Um, no one's going to take that away from him physically. Uh, but mentally, I think you can question uh, whether he makes good decisions when he's getting hit. And I think that this is another issue where, you know, they look to get the ball out quick. You know, Greg's going to have to come up with something where we're forcing significant early pressure and maybe pressing their, their receivers at the line. I, I would say that I agree with you. I think the one guy that I would really, really, really worry about is, uh, is Jared Cook. And I think the other guy that you have to worry about um, is Marshawn Lynch. I think that they've run the ball pretty well. Um, you know, almost four yards a carry for Marshawn. You know, I, I think that we'll struggle a little bit in the running game uh, defensively, as we have pretty much so far all season. But I think we'll force enough pressure uh, and maybe make an opportunistic play here or there and force a turnover here or there where um, our defense plays really well or well enough to keep the, you know, to allow the offense to do its thing. Um, if, if I'm looking at key mismatches or key issues when we're on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, um, Cook would be my number one. Uh, we've always struggled with tight ends. Uh, really hasn't gotten significantly better. I just don't think that we've, uh, you know, week one and week two and, and week three, we basically played teams that don't necessarily target the tight end as much. You know, uh, the Jets don't really have a tight end, uh, or, you know, to, to, to target. Their, you know, they actually really don't have a ton of weapons. Um, and most of those guys were covered all game anyway. But if you go back and look at what the Saints did, they basically focused on two guys, getting them the ball over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, Kamara and, and Thomas. And, and they, you know, basically forced the ball. And, 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 you know, you basically say the same thing with the Steelers. Now, the Steelers, um, you know, uh, I think James had a couple of catches. But I, I think, you know, again, clearly the focal point of their offense that week was, was Brown. Uh, Smith Schuster and and James Conner, you know. So they're, they, this is the first week where we'll see, uh, you know, an elite tight end, you know, a guy that I would consider an elite tight end, and uh, see what we do with them. You know, um, I mean, this is a guy that probably could catch eight or ten balls for you know for a hundred yards, if not more, um, this week. So I would, uh, that's the guy that that I would I would be. Concerned about the most because just knowing our past, our, our our inability to cover tight ends would those have me a little bit worried there. Um, but I don't worry about you know the Amari Coopers and the Jordy Nelsons of the world mostly because I think that you know we can press cover them. Uh, Cooper, you know, for all the talent he has in the world, the guy has had a serious drop issue for the last couple of years, and that's why I think he hasn't been targeted as much as you know you would think a guy with his skills. Uh, should be targeted. I mean, I know he gets open, but I think that Carr is just, you know, sometimes afraid to throw him the ball. And I, I understand it. Um, 
you know, Cooper's one of those guys. He's he's on another level athletically, but he just doesn't have the hands. Um, and it's it's almost like Njoku. You know, the, Njoku probably gets open a lot more than he sees the ball because I think guys are, afraid, you know, maybe Taylor was afraid to throw him the ball at one point. I think, you know, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from Nelson, but I don't, I still don't know if. You know, I, I think it was hard for the you know if the Packers were willing to move on from him, knowing his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, I think that there's maybe less in the tank than 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 you know we know. So I'm not necessarily worried about their 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 wide receivers. Um, I'm worried about their their ability to run the ball. I think I think they will run the ball on us fairly well, and I think that uh, Cook is going to have a good game. Um, but I do think that we should be able to force you know. We should be able to, you know, create a turnover due to some pressure, or uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe a strip sack, or, or I think we'll get, I think we'll get our shots at Carr, and uh, I really would love to see. I mean, I haven't even brought his name up yet, but I would love to see something out of Agba this week. You know, now that he's back, you know, that full, health, fully healthy defensive line, having Agba, having Miles, having Larry up there. I think the the pass rush should be really stout. And uh, I would love to see uh, Emmanuel Agua get in there and make a big play this week. Uh, yeah, especially since uh, their uh, right tackle is coming back from a concussion. I think uh, Donald Penn is going to play, but um, he hasn't been quite uh, quite a good right tackle. And no, they he's have, definitely taken a step backwards. He was a good tackle for a long time, but he's he's seriously regressed. So now they have um, neither on the on the left side and uh, a struggling and injured, or perhaps maybe still rattled uh, pen on the right side. So um, I would imagine that uh, Ogba is going to cause him trouble. And Avery too, and uh, they seem to be giving way. Uh, I think especially on the left guard side. So um, uh, I think our our tackles are gonna feast on on their inside guys too. And um, yeah, uh, I think our pass rush is gonna get home a couple of times, hopefully. And what else? Uh, they really. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the targets on on their receiving guys, and in terms of numbers, four guys stand out. Uh, you've mentioned three of them: um, Jordan Nelson, Jared Cook, Amari Cooper, and uh, Jalen, Jalen or Jalen Richard, who also has. 18 targets and 15 receptions. One of the funny statistics is Martian Lynch has six targets and seven receptions, and his catch rate is 116%. I don't know how how he did, did that or who screwed this up. The statistic that I'm watching, uh, I guess it's the other way. Uh, probably seven targets. Yeah, it could be. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's a good question. We'll have to take a look and see if we can figure out what happened there. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Does it count as a reception if if someone blocks the pass and you catch it? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. It's definitely and a catch. Maybe it was targeted for somebody else, and he just happened to catch the ball, like it was deflected or something. I'll have to see what what where that's from. That's that's pretty, pretty, pretty crazy little stat right there. 
So, um, the way that it looks, uh, Jared Cook gets about seven receptions per game. And I don't know what we're gonna do with him because the guy is huge. Yeah. And he has an 81% uh, catch rate. So he catches nearly everything. 22 targets, 18 catches. That's very, very good play. That's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, 14.4 average. He makes big plays, too. It's not like he's the kind of guy that just catches the ball and goes down. He catches the ball and he runs with it very well. Yeah. He's, he's, fast, fast, for, he's fast for a big guy, and he's, and he's got, you know, he can move. Um, the, 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 uh, the thing that I hope is that we can cover him for, like, Three seconds, <laughs> because I long think enough by, for, the, for the pass rush to get home. Long enough, yeah. Uh, and and I hope. I, have you seen the? Uh, uh, someone on Twitter brought it up that uh, the only time Carr faced uh, uh, Greg Williams defense. Greg Williams defense yeah, was in 2014, and they were beaten 42 to nothing. And, I don't know, he threw, like, four picks or whatever. I don't remember, but um, he was quite rattled. So yeah. I hope that uh, Double G can bring some, bring up some quality. You know, what I, wanted, I wanted to say, you know, it's funny, you know, for, so for somebody who was basically a villain last year in the eyes of a lot of Browns fans, and one of the guys who came off as, like, I would say one of the most disingenuine uh, guys on hard knocks, you know, through three weeks, man, he's done a really good job with this defense. I mean, you know, it's it doesn't even look like anything. I mean, now, granted, there has been some drastic upgrades player-wise, um, you know, and, he's, and, and for the most part, they've been pretty healthy with the exception of maybe Agba. But, uh, you know, the defense has been really, really good. And I think, you know, you got to give – Greg's got to get a bunch of credit for that. Um you know, it, you know, I I won't say that. You know, I think Randall being in the right place at the right time, pretty much all season, he's always near the ball, and Ward uh, being as as good as he's been, and, and Avery as well. Um, that you know, obviously adding three guys that were, who have played. I mean, and I'm probably cutting cutting it short here, but three guys that have played. You know, at I would say you know borderline Pro Bowl level. I mean, I would say that that Randall's basically been almost an all-pro at this point. I mean, he's been involved in every, almost every big play that we've had. Um, you know, these guys, these, those three guys have played so well, um, you know, and, and, and the, the growth of Larry, you know, I, I don't know what to say other than, you know, you got to give, you know, for a guy that I've, I've been pretty hard on and a guy that I really didn't like this, you know, coming into the season, you know, Greg's done a great job with this defense, and, uh, you know, kudos to him. And I think, you know, you're really only starting to see the scra- you know, us scratching the surface of how good this group can be. You know, a little bit of depth, um, if we could pick up, you know, another, you know, solid corner guy who could come in and play a little bit better nickel than BBC's played. Um, I think you're going to see – you know, this is this be a really, really, or we could add a, a, another situational pass rusher. I think this, you'll see that this defense just goes to the next level, um, and it's it's really good to begin with. But uh, you know, it's it's only getting better at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
the way the way especially uh for me the way a group has played is just uh exceeded anything that i've ever hoped for uh yeah. from him so uh when he broke that pass up i mean right now i i would rather uh get him to uh to be on cook than say collins who has been i would say the uh or or maybe maybe he's uh, maybe collins is just doing a great job but a quiet one so so that we don't really notice him yeah, but um, i don't know i'm to- having a hard time believing that but uh, collins has made a couple of plays here and there but i just i haven't seen enough from him to to think that he has he's been good i, I don't think he's been good i think he's been okay but uh you know i I'm, we'll see that you know it's, it's again it's three weeks you know i'm not going to I'm not going to kill the guy for three weeks. Yeah. Um, one one more thing about our defense is uh, uh, Rendell has been I- uh, injured with his heel. And I think he's, uh, I don't know if he's uh, questionable. Last uh, I saw he was questionable. I mean, I, that could change tomorrow morning. but um. Right. But um, I'm kind of worried because uh, BBC is our free safety after him. And he hasn't been the... Uh, I don't know. He he didn't seem like uh, the kind of player that you we thought he was. Thought he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he, I I don't think BBC played a snap against uh, the Jets. That I may be wrong. In the amb- I think numbers. he played a few special team snaps. I, I you know what? I think I think Kendrick was the third safety. You know, when Randall went down, I thought... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Kendrick was the third safety. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would rather see someone else back there, I think. One of, one of our other corners playing safety at this point. Or, or I don't know. Uh, I just hope that uh, Double G is going to make the right choice. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think we'll see how it goes. I think when tomorrow morning you wake up and you take a look at the injury report, and I, I you know, even if he's questionable, I think, I think he'll be out there. Um, I think only he, you know, he's played pretty hard. You know, he's been banged up pretty much since training camp, uh, and he's been out there for every game for a lot of snaps. Um, so I don't, I'm not worried about. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out there playing. We we need to install like a cryo chamber at his house so that we can put him on ice. Mm-hmm. Every day. I, as long as he's, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that we got him. Yeah. Because, but uh, we, we may be in for uh, another free safety during drafts. I'm sorry, I'm just always thinking about the draft. I, I can't it's help. It's a force it. of habit, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope I can get rid of it, but I'm so used to it. Yeah, listen, as being, long as we're, as long as we highlight. keep playing, as long as we keep playing like we, you know, we keep improving week after week and play like we, you know, play like we've played pretty much all season with, you know, a little bit of improvement here and there. I don't think the draft is going to be something that we're, you know, obviously it's something cool to think about and it's always good to think about how you can improve your team, but it won't be the focal point of the season moving forward. Uh, I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, you know, the last three years, I've just been waiting for the season to get over with just to get to the draft. And I, I don't, 
I don't even remotely want to think about it at this point. I haven't looked at, you know, I've been watching a couple college games here and there, but I have not been focusing on, oh, I like that guy. I, you know, I think that that's a guy that I would like to draft. I just haven't even thought of it because I just, there's it's too much to enjoy right now on the field. Um, it's just, a, you know, we got a good team for a change and there's no yeah, real fine. reason to be focusing on players in the draft. Yeah, finally, it's, 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 uh, game day is like Christmas day and not something you kind of look forward to, but at the same time dread. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, just just the uh, just the increase in hope is great, uh, th- and and it was only given to us via like two quarters. So I'm really grateful to Baker that. Um, so anyway, what's your prediction in terms of score? So um, it's funny. I. I... You know, I, I live in New York, and I happened to catch uh, last night on the way home uh, the local sports talk guy, uh, Mike Francesa, who's kind of a legend over here. Uh, he does some, you know, he does his Friday football picks, and he picks three teams against the spread. Uh, this season, he hasn't started out so well, but he picked the Raiders, uh, giving a point and a half to the Browns. And I think part of the reason was something similar to what I said earlier, that you know, a couple weeks ago, this would have been a d- drastically different spread. That the he thinks that the league is overhyping the Browns based off of one, you know, one half of football. Now, mind you, that one half of football was basically a 21 to 3 drubbing of the Jets. You know, the Browns basically played, you know, they played plus 18 once Baker Mayfield got on the field. Um, I don't think that that can be unsaid. You know, the, 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 what was it, 21 to 6? 21 to 6. 21-3. So uh, basically, whatever it is, it, the Browns played drastically better in the last 32 minutes of that game than they did in the first 28. So I don't think that it's basing it off of, you know, sure, it's one half of football, but it's one half of football where it wasn't like a three-point swing. This was a, a flat-out domination by the Browns in, in the second half last week. Um, I think that the Raiders, I said it to you off-air, I, I, I think the Raiders are a uh, we're a terrible matchup for the Raiders. I don't think that they want to see a team that brushes the passer. They certainly don't want to see a team that forces turnovers and doesn't turn the ball over because they're not good at either of those things. They um, they force one turnover. They've given the ball up six times already this year. Uh, we are a team that takes the ball away all over you know all over the field. We force fumbles. We intercept passes. Uh, we force pressure. Realistically, defensively, we are exactly what they don't want to run up against. Um, I don't think you'll see open receivers. The only, like I said, I do have a, a concern yeah. with Cook. I do have a, a little bit of a concern with them being able to run the ball well against us. But over beyond, beyond that, I think that we should be able to uh, – control the game defensively and allow the offense to get out there and score some points. I really think that um, – I don't think this is a one-point game, and I don't th- think that they deserve to be favored in it. I don't think they're as bad as an 0-3 team, but I don't think – you know, I don't think we're – you know, I think we're pretty close to – you know, we're very close to being – should be a 3-0 team um, and beating, you know, two really good teams in weeks one and two. I think – that uh, week, th- you know, week three showed how good we are in the second half, um, and I think that this week uh, Mayfield getting the first start of his career, he's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to put some points up. I think he's going to 
given favorable field position one or two times due to turnovers. I think that this is a this is a uh, you know this is our chance to go out and, and score 28, 30, 31 points. I really think that we're looking at something in the range of like thirty one seventeen. I think this is a, at least a ten point victory for us. Um, I know people, oh, the jinx is out. I I, I just don't see I don't see the Raiders being well, a team. Not 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 people. That's that's just me. Well, you. But I just don't see the Raiders as a team that matches up well with us. I think we do all things – I think we do a lot of things well that they're going to struggle against. And I think that we do enough well on offense, and I think we'll do enough well on offense with their inability to force turnovers and their inability to cause pressure that we'll be able to put some points up on the board. So I really think that this is a bad matchup for them. I think that, uh, you know, overall uh, we're going to be in – you know, this is a, this is a game we should win – um, you know, obviously they, they, there, there's a culture shift going on in, in, in Oakland slash Las Vegas right now. There's a, you know, there's infighting with the, you know, whether they want to talk about it or not. There's, there's obviously issues with the coaching staff and the players. Um, you know, I think that, the, you know, this is, this is prime for a win here. I think we roll into Oakland. I think we pick up a, you know, a 14, you know, 14 point win, win the game, something like 31, 17, um, I really, I really have confidence, uh, you know, in, in in this team. I think that they're going to be able to go out and score points, and they're going to be able to hold teams down, specifically teams like Oakland, who don't, uh, who don't have a great quarterback and and don't haven't you know been able to score on other teams. Um, my prediction: I'll go with thirty-one seventeen Browns, uh, picking up you know second win of the season and going to two one one. Well, I just can't. Um, not on Jinx. So I, I'm gonna pick the Raiders to win. But um, I, yeah, I'm horrible. I just it's it's just in my blood not to not to predict the victory. But um, let me just say that I'm, I'm I'm not afraid of the Raiders. Um, okay. So one more thing that I want to do is uh, give a shout out to uh, Big Tom Brown. Pere, who is having tooth problems, and um, I just want to play a round of battleships, podcast to podcast. So, Terry, if you're listening, I hope your tooth is better, and uh, I just want you to draw up, draw up a ten by ten battleship field. Top should be eight to J. And on the left side, should it should go from one to ten, from top to bottom, and there should be three—I mean, four ships, one with two squares, one with three squares, one with four squares, and one with five squares. We're gonna draw our own battleships, and you can go ahead and start shooting at us if you're listening. I'm not gonna announce this on the forum, so anyway. Okay, uh, Chris has got to go, and I'm just going to say F you to the Steelers in Hungarian. Basszátok meg, kibaszott Steelers szurkolók, és a kurva anyátokat. That was a bit excessive in Hungarian. Anyway, um, it was nice to have you all, and we'll see you next Saturday. Go Browns! Go Browns! 
Hi, I'm Kara Swisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.